Hello, Pastor Deborah here. Now you might be thinking this is the format that I have used for the tele-ministry videos. But I'm doing a new thing. I am checking to see if I can sit down, use the natural light at my door, and still have my board up here for you to read. Because I got a lot of classes to do. And this seems to work out easier so far. And you just get my head. And I don't have to wear out my knees, set up a whole bunch of stuff. I can just do it easily. This class of the King's International Spiritual Care University, we are still in the very basic group of classes, and there are many to come. This class is called Ancient Patterns. This was a shocker to me when I first discovered it. Then I had to learn about it. And here's how it went. When I was moving from learning how to help people the Lord's way, the only pattern that I had how to help people was from the mental health counseling world, the world of psychiatry, the world of psychology from Sigmund Freud, from ancient history of all kind of sanatoriums, all kind of horrible, icky treatments, steam baths, electric shock treatments, lobotomies. Now we use chemical lobotomies. We use lots of medication. Oh, we still use counseling and therapy. We do something called cognitive brain they are trying to change the brain's thinking once some medication has calmed down the chemicals added what needed to be added diffused what needed that was overactive now came the teaching to the soul and they were teaching it's called cognitive brain they were teaching the brain, the mind, to maybe think new thoughts, have different ideas about situations and people, learn how to respond in a more society says is appropriate, instead of the way they have been responding. Learning about the connection between the mind, the emotions, and the biological brain. This was my pattern, and this was all I knew. So I studied, I made good grades, didn't quite pass the state licensing exam the first time, took it again, only missed it by two or three points, took it again, studied, and passed. Got my state license under the Medical Quality Assurance Department in the state of Florida. Then I wanted to have national certifications to be clinically certified in mental health counseling. So I had to actually go back to school and take a few more courses that were not offered years ago when I took my master's program. I had to add, so I did that. Then I had to record in a counseling session with permission both written and verbal, of a client. 
And then I had to send that audio tape. I think they were on tape cassettes at that time. Up to this national certification board. They would listen to it. They'd look at my notes. And they would see if I had proven tactics, patterns. If I could be considered and certified at a national scale as a clinical mental health counselor. All these certifications were vital to getting insurance to pay for what you did, get private pay to increase your professional identity, to maybe get you jobs. This was the going thing. As we know, a lot of people uh, have to have certifications and licensing and air conditioning, plumbing, electrical. Even to drive a big 18-wheeler, you got to go through a class. And then sometimes you have to continue in continuing education classes, which I had to always do. Like when the AIDS epidemic hit, we had to have some AIDS continuing education classes. We had to do that. I think we had to have maybe 15 hours for every, excuse me, my nose for every two years and we had to have proof and certifications we had to submit that with our money to the state to show that we were staying up to date we were continuing to learn patterns and methodologies in order to continue to have a license that's all I knew and when I was asked in 1995 by the Holy Spirit to put that down because I had already been uncomfortable in it. I did not fit. I didn't understand it. I couldn't quite grasp it. I had been saved since I was four. Wanted to help people through the Bible, through the Word, through prayer. Well, that wasn't accepted at that time. There is a little bit more. There's Christian counselors. They do prayer. They do things. They study that. But at the time I was there, that was not there. My heart wanted to help people. I would read the Bible and I saw things called casting out of devils, speaking, and people were healed, teaching. That was strange. So my pattern was a mental health counseling. It was the way of the world. It was acceptable. There was colleges and degrees and tests, the insurance companies, and even the clients were accepting of it. In fact, the name client and patient actually comes out of the medical community. Because this license, this pattern that I had learned, came out of the medical psychiatric community. I was trained and licensed to diagnose medical disorders. I was to treat the person I was talking to as a patient who had some kind of disease and illness. He was a client of the medical community. I had to learn about the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is now, I don't know, in the 5th or 6th edition. You had to put numbers when you uh, diagnosed them. The numbers correlated, according to psychiatry, to certain medical disorders depression the medical disorder 
anxiety, medical disorder, all the phobias, everything was a medically diagnosed illness disease of the brain. I need to have to study the brain. Wonderful book called The Three Pound Universe. Then I actually did neuropsychological testing to learn what was going on in the brain after a stroke or a head injury. I was dealing in the world of diseases, illnesses. The brain was sick. The emotions must be sick too. The cognitive part of the brain that thinks and feels, makes decisions, was sick. It was diseased with something. It was hard to find it. You could do an MRI and you could see brain tumors if you had them. You could see if you'd had a stroke or if you had an aneurysm. Or if you had some concussions or if the brain had swollen up. But if you couldn't see any of that, and your thoughts, your ideas, your feelings, your memories were all messed up, like in post-traumatic stress disorder, or disassociative identity disorder, you were sick. You had a biological brain disease. That's what the scientific world and pattern said. And how they determined it was through the World Health Organization in collaboration with the American and probably all the world's psychiatrists. Because the psychiatrists were trying to use their knowledge of the medical community and to say that when somebody has wrong ideas, thoughts, feelings, emotions, it's not sort of normal. They're sick. They have a brain disease, an illness that only they, these medical doctors, can cure if there was a cure. So they actually worked to, to bring about these numbers that the insurance companies use. That's how you diagnose what is wrong with this patient. And you give it a number. Because in the medical community, cancer of the breast has a number. Diabetes has a number. So I had to learn that. I had to keep up with the diagnostic statistical manual. Things would come and go. At one time, if you were homosexual, that was considered a medical disease, an illness, because the criteria was that you were doing something abnormal. You couldn't hold a job. You couldn't have family, community relationships in a positive way. Well, that community rose up and said, Wait a minute, we've been in committed relationships for 30, 40 years. We don't abuse our spouses. We raise kids. We work. A full-time job. How could your criteria for what you diagnose, excuse me, as a medical disease relate to us? Now maybe how we're having sex might seem a little 
out of the norm for most people. But according to your classifications of, we're holding down jobs. We are quite educated. We are law-abiding as citizens. We don't break the law. We're not doing drugs. We stay in committed relationships. We do no domestic violence with our partners. How could what we're doing in the intimacy of our bedroom sexually be considered deviant, abnormal? So they lobbied the American Psychiatric Community and the World Health Organization. And homosexuality came out of the DSM. It was no longer classified as a psychiatric disorder. Based on the criteria that they were using to define and diagnose a psychiatric disorder. These were my patterns. I knew them. I knew them well. I didn't quite understand them. But that's what you had to learn. And when you took your state licensing, you had to study the people who wrote the books, who did the studies, what they believed. You had to immerse yourself in the patterns. You had to think medically. You had to treat that person in your office with file folders and the insurance companies. You were under ethics as doctors. You were under the HIPAA laws. You had patterns you had to follow. Well, I did that for a while, about 10 years. But I never was comfortable. But I got it. I understood that in that particular system of helping people, there were patterns. There was history. You looked at what was normal. And if it wasn't in that normal pattern that society, the medical community had determined was normal, then it was abnormal, was diseased, was an illness, and it was biological. So 1995, when I was asked, I had already been troubled with this system. Didn't quite fit into it. And the story that I like to tell people is when I met a psychologist, wonderful, wonderful man. And he put himself out as a marriage and family counselor. I think he had a PhD. He worked in prisons. I don't even remember his name. He's a young guy. I asked him a question one day in the hallway. I said, could you please explain to me how marriage problems was a biological medical disease that you could diagnose, treat, and put a DSM number to it, tell the insurance companies to pay for a medical disease that you're going to treat. I was confused. I didn't understand the system and this pattern. So the man told me, he said, well, what he has to do is he puts himself out, his professional identity, as a marriage counselor. I help solve relationship problems. So he brings the couple in. And he asks them questions. And he says, then what I do is I find out one of them has depression or some medical disease that's in the DSM. So I actually then report to the insurance companies, that I am treating a medical disease in this marriage relationship of depression. And I'm sitting there going, 
I didn't understand. This seemed like it was bait and switch. I didn't see that you could do that legally. But if you wanted to make money, you had to have a medical disease diagnosis, a number. And you had to treat that. But here was people getting licensed to be marriage and family therapists. They studied relationships and communication between people. Was that a disease? I was confused. I I thought it was unethical. I thought it was a bait-and-switch program. I thought it brought confusion to the profession of clinical mental health counseling, psychiatry, psychology. I thought it was devious. I didn't like it. I didn't say anything to this guy. I think he was a great and a wonderful therapist. He helped people in marriages. He's just following the pattern to make money. They lie a little bit, twist things around a little bit. The insurance companies didn't care as long as somebody got diagnosed with a medical number out of the DSM. But that was how my patterns were being questioned and how this way of helping people. So when I was asked in 1995 to put that way down and learn a completely new way, new patterns, I was ready. But before, And I had to go back to ancient patterns, as you see on the board back here. What had happened? I had never studied spiritual patterns before. Didn't know much. Even though I'd been saved since I was four. Read the Bible. Been in church all my life. Here's how it showed up. When I started meeting and ministering to multi-generational Satanists, I started hearing that they were a king. Or she is a queen. Or they said on the International Brotherhood and Illuminati International Council in the third seat. They are the children of one of the children of Abraham. And only the kings and the queens, the direct descendants of those twelve boys, could sit in those seats. I stood, all of a sudden I learned about this kingdom of darkness. What? Never heard about that in mental health counseling. Learned about this king, the sort of god of this world down here. What? I learned about decrees. I learned about war. What is going on? I had found out that in this kingdom of darkness under this fallen cherubim, who used to be called Lucifer, the son of the morning. That he had desired to be this mighty king in heaven and take over. He was going to do a mutiny. Well, that didn't work out so well for him. He got cast down to this earth, caused a big mess. My unscientific belief is that when him and his angels fell, it wiped out the dinosaurs. 
But they had seen them. They had been watching the dinosaurs and the T-Rexes and all of those for a long, long time. But then what happened? These guys went bonkers. They went nuts. They were just going to do whatever they wanted to do, and they did. And it got so bad between man and man and animal and animal and male and every kind of violence. It was so horrible. Violence was everywhere. Everything, every flesh had defiled itself so bad that this king, this mighty one, this creator, said, I got to wash that stuff away. Here comes this great flood. After this flood, what happened? Then some watchers came down. They started seeing the men have women and children and beautiful wives. Some of these angels wanted to have sex with them. They took on human form, which they could do. They had the power. A spirit can do that. Just for a nanosecond. But they took it on. And they came down. And we hear it in the Greek mythology. That a woman had sex with Zeus. And this child was a child of the gods. We hear that. We got the stories. That there was no earthly father. So these particular fallen angels well they started creating babies and they became what they think were giants and then those guys got locked up in some dark prison they're still there and these giants had to be dealt with and they were so this Satan this ex-Lucifer cherub decided he needed to get organized and the only pattern of organization he knew about was a kingdom that he had been in, in heaven. So he starts forming the kingdom. Starts sending out his demons, which are just angels who have been perverted and twisted and fallen, and put them just like they were up in heaven. He knew God was the God of all creation, so he put a demon over the trees, the lakes, the rivers, the streams, over the mountains, the rocks, the gold. He put a demon everywhere. He started developing this ancient pattern. And when I met these multi-generational Satanists, I ran into kings. High priest. Where'd that come from? The Old Testament. I ran into the warriors. Ran into their prophets. Ran into the twelve tribes. I was starting to see this dark pattern. I didn't know where they got it from. And then the Holy Spirit said, well, they got it from the only pattern, the only ancient pattern that they knew about. The pattern of the kingdom of heaven. And they developed the same pattern here on earth. They heard the prophecies. They heard the blessings about this spiritual creature in dirt. That it was to be made in the image and likeness of their father. That was the pattern. They heard they were to manage and rule all of earth and the resources. That was another pattern. They were to multiply and replenish the earth. That was another pattern. 
And as this God kept developing, working with flesh creatures, they heard more patterns. There would be priests. There would be prophets, lawgivers, scribes. There would be some who would build the temples. There would be some. They were special people that were raised up, born to be kings and rulers. You saw the pattern, the ancient pattern of the kingdom of heaven and how this God was going to rule earth through his children. He knew there was supposed to be something, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord was to be inside the Spirit, be its guide, its leader, speak to it, its light. Then the Spirit would speak to the soul and the physical body. And out from there would rule both the spirit world, the unseen world, and the natural pattern, ancient pattern. So Satan goes, okay, if that's the best, and that was this God's plan for this earth that I'm on, then that's what I'll do. And I started running into these patterns. Do you know the Ecclesia, the church of Satan? It's really the government system those that sit around the table the 13 tribes that connect back to each one of the boys the number one spot you'd be surprised you'd think it'd be Abraham but it wasn't Judah because Judah was praised you would think that Reuben the firstborn well he did some stuff so Satan patterned his ecclesia his government officials, his inner court that would rule and reign all of earth after the 12 tribes. Whatever your biological genealogy was. Oh, there were marriages between everybody. You saw how God set up earthly kings and leaders and priests and who was to about the church. And who was to rule over forgiveness and the blood? Then he saw the judges get set up. That each city, each family would have a judge. And if it got too bad, then they were to go to the king himself. We see that and we have a supreme court. We have a world court. We have little courts in counties and states. That's the pattern. Where would all that come from? Right out of the book. I started studying. I said, well, how do I know what this dark kingdom is about? And where these people sit? So I had to study the kingdom of heaven. I had to start reading books. And the only person at that time who was even teaching on it was Miles Monroe out of the Bahamas Faith Ministries. He had grown up in the Bahamas as a young child. The Bahamas was a colony of England. He grew up as a subject under Queen Elizabeth. He knew what a kingdom was. And when he tried to do religion, God wouldn't use him. He started preaching. He wrote books, Rediscovering the Kingdom. Rediscovering the king, its nature, its qualities. The laws of the kingdom. What was the message in the gospel that this Christ Jesus preached The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent of what you're thinking of. Come into the kingdom. 
the kingdom has returned well what was the kingdom it was the Holy Spirit and inside the Holy Spirit was the kingdom of love and joy and peace inside of the Holy Spirit inside the spirit man so I had to study the ancient pattern of kingdoms I had to study this king who created it all I had to study the throne room and decrees I had to study the scepter and the ring of the father I had to look at the Bible through ancient patterns of kingdom and once I learned what this ancient pattern of the kingdom of heaven was and where I fit and where the Holy Spirit and what the Bible was about a king of heaven and his kingdom of heaven on earth and in heaven and its children all spiritual humanity then I understood the kingdom of darkness I understood where the multi-generational Satanists fit where the witches fit the psychics I understood Satan's ancient patterns I knew him now I knew his desires and his heart I knew what he was thinking I saw him throughout the Bible working through flesh I saw his lust and his greed and his hate in the Bible stories I could see his pattern we start off with the Tower of Babel flesh creatures were told to scatter about the whole earth well they were afraid they all wanted to be a name so they went off to some land called Shinar they built this Tower of Babel now how that tower got built is the story of Noah after the flood Noah got drunk we believe and cursed one of his own grandkids and he said Cain who didn't do anything it was his father Ham but this drunken flesh creature called Noah who would even been used to save all the earth creatures and humanity got mad for getting caught with his britches down he cursed Cain and said you will be a servant of your brothers you will not have this God of Shem as your excellency or as your protector you'll have no joy you will be everybody's servant what do you think Cain felt he didn't do anything Canaan was innocent so how he protects himself from being a slave is you attack and you enslave your own brothers and that's what he did somehow the Tower of Babel came they knew that was supposed to be a mountain the high place because Satan was trying to build spiritually and in the natural what he had seen and been a part of in this kingdom of heaven in the unseen realm so he gets these human creatures to start building his demonics gave them supernatural strength gave them wisdom we always wonder how in the world the pyramids and all these monuments mankind was smart but they had some help spiritually from these fallen angels because they were busy about 
doing their king's business, setting up their rulership, their kingdom, with monuments and castles and palaces all over the world, which is exactly what God had wanted. But he didn't, God didn't want biological temples, earthly temples. He wanted the human spirit to be his temple. He wanted the human spirit to place a monument, a pillar, a holy of holies, where he, in his spirit, could settle down. But Satan wanted earthly things. So he got every nation, with the help of his Satan, demons, to build, declare and decree, put their flags up. This is our land. Put demons in every pool and lake. Declare it magical. Put fairies, anything, to take over this planet Earth, both physically and spiritually. That was the pattern. That was Satan knew. That's what God wanted to do. He was going to take over this guy's land. Who had created it. And claim it for himself. He was a claim jumper. He was a robber and a thief. He's taken somebody else's property. Now God could not come down here. He was an illegal spirit. Unless he was inside the spirit. Of a human spirit inside a dirt body he could do some work temporarily he could partner with them so Satan was at work building both an earthly kingdom because the flesh of humanity wanted that because that's all they knew now They, this lost world this lost Atlantis was gone but somehow they knew they used to be the master race they knew there was a land at one time that we hear about in the ancient stories of Atlantis. A place where you never grew old. That was beautiful and peaceful. A great movie called Lost Horizons. About going up in the Tibetan mountains and finding this place. And as long as you stayed in it, you stayed young. It was peaceful. If you stepped out the entrance, you died. Atlantis, they've been looking for it. The human heart believes that there's something that we used to be. All Greek mythology and ancient Egyptians said we were connected. We came from gods. Gods are supposed to be down here. The pattern, the ancient pattern was gods were to protect us. There was chaos down here. Gods were in the underworld. There was a god of death. We had to pass through death. We had to go and have our hearts Wade. God was working through patterns. God was working through dreams. Satan was setting up his kingdom. An exact pattern and duplicate of what he had remembered. Now remember at this he still his his heart's perverted. It's wicked and deceived. It's full of lust and hate. So it doesn't quite come out like the pattern that he remembered. Oh, he could still go up there. But it was very painful for him. He still knew that was the best pattern. That was the mold. That was the cream of the crop. And he tried, and he still is, to rule people and nations and governments. 
and how it works is he works through his satanic priest, his prophets, his 13 bloodlines. 13 because there was one daughter, Diana, of Abraham. He works through them. Then at the same time, the pattern was God said to Ishmael, who are the Arab people, I will make kings come out of you. Oh, that's interesting. So Satan now's got Ishmael's kids, who were not the chosen ones to bring forth this kingdom. They would be brought in later. They would be enveloped into this. The family would be rejoined together. Not as they were in the condition of their spiritual hearts and bodies and flesh, but when they were born again. But what happened was I had to see these patterns in the kingdom of darkness through the multi-generational set. Everybody I ran into was a king or a servant of a king. Ran into queens. Amanda was a high queen. She was on the family that was to bring forth the false prophet. She was a cousin. Isaac was a high king of his clan. I ran into others. Candy was the highest queen sitting in the number one spot. She had more Jewish in her. All there were deals just like we see with King Solomon and David. You marry other families and you bring the kids up. We see that going on all the time now. Kings have always done that. They use marriage for trade and peace and to improve the land and to grow their territory. So as I'm meeting these people, and I'm ministering to him. I'm discovering this ancient pattern I knew nothing about. So I had to spend time with Dr. Miles Monroe. Read his books. Watched his videos. Look up the word king, kingdom. Every scripture reference I studied. I had to listen back again to the Bible. I had to step out of religion. Step out of denominations. And how I did that to help me was once I got that the Bible was about a kingdom and kings, both in the darkness and in heaven on earth, I went to the church I was at and I pulled my membership. Because I knew when I signed the card, it said I agreed with their philosophy and their doctrine, which disagreed with other denominations. So I actually went against my brothers and sisters in Christ. Because then I started seeing there was only going to be one church. I had a card for it. It was blood red. So I went to this praise and worship in another church. and was outside and a pastor approached me and asked me what church I went to. I said, well, wherever I'm led. Maybe I'm here tonight, but tomorrow I could be somewhere else. He said, no, no. Where are you a member? You know, we have to register our cars. Where are you a member? I said, sir, there's only one church in the kingdom I have my membership card it's blood red so that's good enough and he he was so confused but I started thinking in the kingdom of heaven now thinking that I was no longer a church member a denominational member a member of a faith a Christian I was a kingdom of heaven citizen I was a son a king 
of my father. I was growing to be the offspring and the fullness of a king. I was beginning to change. This pattern, this ancient pattern of king, kingdom, was arising in my spirit. I kept reading Miles' books, watching his videos, studying, going back over the scriptures again. And I'd do ministry with the multi-generational Satanists. I'd run into kings, to prophets, to priests. I'd run into soldiers. I'd watch movies about Queen Elizabeth I, all the kings, the kingdoms, the monarchs. I studied. I had to learn about authority and dominion. I had to learn about just speaking and the scepter and the ring. One of the great movies that also helped me was with Anne Hathaway. When she discovered as a young girl she was a princess. I can't even remember the name of the movie. But she had to choose if she wanted that life. Now she got training by her grandmother which was Julie Andrews. She had to learn. But she had to accept that she was this. She struggled. But she had help. And then in the, uh, I think it was called Princess Diaries. Then she went and she went into that country. She had to learn all again about, about marriage and all the rules. Excellent to watch how your spirit and soul must change. To learn that you are a royal person spiritually and you must learn and go meet the kingdom just like she did she flew on an airplane she went to the kingdom I used to go to the throne room in the spirit all the time I had to learn I had to study thrones and kings and the kingdom go back over miles again I was studying this ancient pattern that was the best that Satan was using down here in the spirit and in the natural. We see it all the time in governments. In leadership. People who believe that they were born. Which they were. And they try to rule countries and nations and companies as kings. With full authority. But because people have earthly flesh. And they are not fully what they're supposed to be. They misuse this power. We see it all the time. And the people rise up against these rulers, these royalty. They have a revolution because they are not kindly and loving. They're very selfish. They just care about themselves. We see it right now. Some people doing fine. Other people are hurting. People rise up because the flesh, heart, and Satan, that is what's in charge. So I had to learn this ancient patterns. I had to study king and kingdom. I had to study. So when I ran into people, I knew where they were. What place in the kingdom of darkness they set. What authority they had. Who they, what they did. And I had to rise myself up as a spirit, as a great high king.
of a kingdom that was higher than what was here on earth. I had to show more power spiritually. I had to show more love of the kingdom of love, joy, and peace. These patterns I had to study. I still do. To help me be a mighty king and soldier, I studied the pattern of World War II. To learn how you win, I study soldiers, the Navy SEALs. I study Germany and Hitler. I study the ancient Persia and the 300. I study. I study patterns of everything. Soldiers and fighting and battle. I study patterns of healing. How spoken words and laws and decrees are a part of this. I study the patterns of the human heart. I study the patterns of death. I study patterns and patterns. Because you'll have one that's the original. The pure. The righteous one. And you'll have an exact opposite. That's what I ran into. So I spent years, and I still do, studying ancient patterns. I look for the stories in the Bible. I ask for help now. But if I didn't know what the ancient pattern was of the kingdom of heaven, not the church of heaven, not the church of God, not a denomination, not a religion or a faith, but a kingdom. I would have not known what Jesus was bringing back. He said, coming out of the wilderness, repent, turn your mind, your thinking, for the kingdom of heaven has returned. He didn't say a church had come back. He didn't say praise and worship had come back. He said a kingdom. Well, I didn't know what a kingdom was. I only knew about denominations. What I learned about denominations, they are a sign that you are a baby. You are still a Gentile. You are still in the darkness. You have not risen up, matured, and grown to be a kingdom person. I had to learn what kingdoms were, the patterns, the laws, the rules, the character. I had to study patterns. Because until I learned what the kingdom of heaven was like, I couldn't understand the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of heaven was a kingdom of truth and light and love and joy and peace. So Satan said, well, I'll be a kingdom of darkness, ignorance, lies and hate and deception and war and fear. Still a pattern, still a kingdom. But just the opposite. I had to study ancient patterns. Before I could even begin to help people, I was shocked. I had to learn and step up fast. Because when you deal with a king, you'll learn by Jesus himself. When he was brought in his trial to the religious leaders... He wasn't talking. Because Miles will teach you he in the wrong courtroom. A king don't go before underlings. He only talks to another king. So when he got to Pilate, now he's in a 
government system, king to king. Now he talks. And what he tells Pilate is, oh, you think you got power? You only got it because my father, who's up in heaven, gave it to you. So you don't even have the power over me without my father giving it to you. And I was born to be a king. And I came to announce that I'm a king. And even now, as a king, I can call legions of angels to come against you. Ooh, did Pilate. Now we're talking king to king. Kings will only respond to the power and authority of another king. So when I started dealing with high kings of Satanism and witchcraft, I had better rise up. And I'd better be a more powerful king than they were. I had to speak and it was done, carried out. When I talked to the high priest, I had better be a royal priest myself. Spiritually. When I had to talk to prophets, I better be a spiritual prophet. Because what I had to say, it better come true. It was battle time from one kingdom, one king, to another kingdom, to another king. Kings won't even speak to underlings. They wave their hand and they're gone. I had to rise up in an ancient pattern I didn't even know that I was or that I was to become. I knew very little about this kingdom of heaven and this pattern of kings and kingdom and decrees. I had to listen to the Bible carefully. I had to listen to miles over and over. I had to study ancient earthly kingdoms. They would give me a lot of help. I had to see the royalty. I had to see that some queen, Queen Elizabeth I, never married. She was married to her people. I had to see the attitudes of the kings, what they expected of their judges and their counselors. I had to see that they are torn between a normal life and being a ruler of a nation. I had to see their heart for the people. But King Jesus showed me that you will have to lay your life down so others could be saved. I had to study war. A king is in battle all the time. And when he's not battling, David shows us what you get in a mess of trouble. I had to study hard these ancient patterns. I had to study every pattern, the priest, the prophets. I had to study decrees. I had to study the judges and the universe. What was a courtroom like? Oh, I became a guardian ad litem. Went and sat in the courtroom. I had to study law. How it works. I had to learn to trust and study the patterns of keys. I'll have to tell you the story about me and death in the courtroom. I had to believe I was given the kings the full authority over hell itself and could stop it could go in there and preach and teach and over death this separation 
I had to be able to rise people out of the flesh, out of death. I had to trust my king who had sent me to this earth, this colony, as his representative to rule and manage it as he does the kingdom of heaven. So I studied hard ancient patterns because I couldn't help people without knowing them. I had to study the patterns of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. The pride of life. I had to study that. I had to learn their patterns. Their ways. I had to study the spirit of life. And love, joy and peace and their ways. I had to know patterns. I had to know how the spirit worked. I had to know the patterns of the spirit. The desires of this kingdom of heaven. To be in the spirit. I had to study. Ancient patterns. You cannot help people spiritually. The Lord's way. Till you study. Ancient patterns of king and kingdom. Ignorance and darkness. And light and truth. Until you understand. What the spirit is. What the ancient pattern. And the mold. And the original purpose and plans for earth for humanity to be here the ancient patterns and how they were perverted and twisted in the heart of Satan and how now we have two kingdoms down here at battle all the time so I hope you enjoy this study read, study the ancient patterns of kingdom and kings and war what it means to be a king what is a kingdom study learn this is a basic one for you to know you can't even read the bible without understanding kingdom and kings both in heaven and on earth you cannot You'll not get it. You'll stay in religion. You'll stay in a denomination. You will not rise up and be a mature son, offspring, a king, released to do battle against the kingdom of darkness, against its kings. Watch the Lord of the Rings. It is a battle against evil. And you must ride like Gandalf you must be powerful so study ancient patterns enjoy I'm going to put this up I got some others to put up gotta go do some work with the cats and it's a beautiful sunny day this does work I'll be able to sit and won't have to stand up and uh, we'll keep my board this is a good board to me, it's I'm having to read it backwards, but not you. You'll see it forwards. And if I put it off to the side, the glare doesn't seem to get to it, so that's good. So I'll be able to do this much easier than the other way. And maybe I'll be able to do my other ones this way. So enjoy and study ancient patterns. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah, your teacher, your shepherd and pastor. Bye. See you next time.